0: Oh, yeah. Here's another week. We're back
1: to Maverick Monday. Maverick Are we Mondays? calling it Maverick, Maverick Mondays? Mondays. I Mondays? I think we should.
0: Just, call on. It Maverick Mondays. The um, I'm Derek. I'm the, the youth pastor of Clovis Hills. We have our team in here. Let's just go ahead and introduce ourselves. Uh, we'll start off with our Pier 456 director. The lady
2: of the room. This is Rochelle, Pier 456.
3: I thought Mike was the lady of the room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm Dan. I do things. thanks he does stuff. My name is Mike Hazelrig, junior high director. And, and then we, we have a guest.
0: Yeah, dude, we got a special we guest. A it's guest. Week three, and we have a special guest. We have two guest guests. Here. We have one, which is Tug, and he's a he's, he's a Cali Bulldogs original. And then we also have. Um, go, go ahead and introduce yourself over here. <laughs>
3: This dog. I was gonna say if you hear if you hear re- weird breathing on the recording, it's, it's not, not Mike. It's not Mike eating a
1: piece of pizza. It's the
3: dog. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's the dog.
4: Uh-oh. And it's Derek's knee getting pregnant. So, um, yeah, I'm Kevin Manning. Uh, I am a high school street. pastor at North Point Community Church, way across town. Uh, been at this for 27 years. And uh, seventeen at North Point. So that's
3: awesome. And he, he's 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 a boatman. man.
0: He, he, he oh, he
4: yeah. boatman.
3: That's, that's the that's the best description I
0: have. Boatman. Uh, government organizations everywhere. That's
4: right. Fat Man and Sons Boarding Company. <laughs>
0: so, um, can you just do us one one just an icebreaker real quick so everyone can kind of get to you know your personality here. and who you are. <laughs> can
4: this dog
0: Can you tell us
4: Somebody do something with the dog <laughs> Can you tell us I wish we could your
0: describe Your funniest it. moment <laughs> It might be this right now, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put that dog away um,
4: Funniest, mo- funniest moment Funniest moment Could have been uh, my last moment uh, In youth ministry um, uh, Lots of years ago now um, On the way home from a ski oh. trip to Tahoe when we were uh, gathering all our students in the parking lot. Uh, I don't remember exactly what town, but I remember the exit was Spreckles Parkway. All right? It's yeah, it's off 99. Yeah, it I've driven yeah. back. Spreckles, yeah. Spreckles, yeah. I don't know where it is either, Yeah, but. yeah. so <laughs> Spreckles is... Uh, so anyway, all the students, hey, you have got. You guys have 35 minutes. Go eat wherever, right? Be back here. Um and then here's our senior pastor's kid. He's, like, maybe freshman in high school, um, standing in front of me. And so, you know, I reach up to do just the simple, like, you know, ha I'm going to pants you, but I'm really not. Oh. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> oh, no. I did because those, when you know, apparently when you don't have hips or something, like your pants fall <laughs> down really fast. <laughs> and so there were his pants and his boxers. Oh. At his ankles.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, you call those lawsuits. Yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, so that was a that's a great moment. Was that at North Point? Mm-hmm. It was Pastor one of Steve's Yeah. We, why are we saying yeah. names right now? Yeah. Of course. Well, we can you know. just say Steve. It could <laughs> he's be
4: our, Steve he's Davidson. pastor now. It's all fine, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I love Steve. it. He's got Sparkles over it. Are department. you guys? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good times, man. So, oh, I thought it was funny. He didn't for some reason.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. So how do we come back from that one? No, um, but uh, the question that we have for today that we're really wanting to tackle is is kind of based off of, uh, I, I get a lot of comments of like, my son does, or my daughter doesn't want to come to church right now. Uh, either they change grades and all of a sudden, um, from the it's from, from the big 6th grade to 7th grade leap all of a sudden they're like I don't want to go in that room anymore from the 8th grade to freshman year leap they're like the youth pastor has a mean look on his face the environment's not friendly they don't have enough haze in the room I don't know what it is that happens but we get this question a lot of times what do we do when our student doesn't want to come to church and it could not always be the church that causes it or maybe it can what do we do so um, I would like to just toss this around the room and see see what you guys feelings feeling is are on it, um, how you guys respond. Dan, it seems like no matter what happens, we can't get you to leave, even in high We're school trying and for junior years. high. <laughs> and so, um, what what are some of the things that are successful? And then what are some of the things that you notice with with teens? Um, I'll start off high school. Oh man, I'm just gonna throw it out there right away. It's that four-letter word that every youth pastor hates but it's when somebody is dating, you know? Not even four, maybe six. That's six. <laughs> but date. whatever. Four, four, <laughs> four letter,
1: date.
3: Three <laughs> letters, bang. Resume.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all right, guys. Um, but uh, so what? I hate it when somebody dates. All of a sudden I get a call from one parent saying my kid no longer wants to come to school to church anymore and and i'm like so were they dating yes they were dating mm-hmm. boyfriends highly involved or girlfriend's highly involved and they no want to uh no longer want to see their uh their old better half now it's their worst yep. half right and then they don't want to come and i'm kind of like just work it out man suck it up ain't no one stopping me from going to where i love going you know <laughs> And no one's stopping Tug going No he wherever he wants <laughs> so, Come on over here Let, um, Find me a, a shim Okay So <laughs> Yeah What do you Kevin you're, you're the OG in the room What are you thinking man
4: uh, Well you know In, that's, in that particular scenario um, I think a lot of times It's just probably because Their relationship um, Probably went somewhere It shouldn't have And that's why they Can't stand to be in the same room Together mm-hmm. Right yeah, um, yeah. So that's a common that's mm-hmm. a common piece an unfortunate common piece but but even if it's not uh, you know um, my gosh I, when I was a kid I was made to go to church uh, mm-hmm. Sunday morning Sunday night Wednesday night and whenever else you know the Those church was open up, right yeah. and um, and and even though I did it without argument oh. I didn't dig it you know I, I did it just because my parents made me but um but there's formidable things that took place in my life yeah that I don't I don't you know, I don't regret. So, um, so I, I don't, I have a, I have a larger problem with parents that are just, they try and come up with ways, you know, to get their, make an excuse for their kid yeah. not to have to go to church.
1: Yeah. I, mm. I think it does, I think most of it does come back to parents and I'm a dad with four kids. I'm a single yeah. dad now and we just have a policy. We're Hazel Riggs, We go to church and I work here part time so that of course means we're here a lot but, It would be the same policy. My dad's a pastor. I grew up, there was a policy. And when I was a teenager, I told him one Sunday, hey, Dad, I'm not going today. And he used something that our our senior pastor had said about his son and just said, listen, if you don't get up, I'm going to drag you up. I'm going to drag you down the middle aisle and tell the church, We need to pray for my wayward son. And I jumped out of bed and I (laughs) went to church. old school. My son's going to be lost here. Let's go pray for him on the pulpit. But it was one of those things like, I probably could, maybe I should have taken a break, but it was because my attitude was wrong. And it was like, no, I'm not going. And I had responsibilities. He had me in charge of doing some things and he needed me, you know, if we had planned it in advance. So, I think, like, with my kids, it's just a policy. There's times where they miss. There's times where I'm like, you know, if you're, if you're feeling stressed out, if you've got homework or whatever, but when the average person only comes 50% of the time anyway, and then you're missing more, we're not able to pour into these kids. And I, I think it helps train kids just to live their best life. And we know if you're not in the Word, if you're not listening, a lot of us aren't doing enough at home. So let's at least get a reset, you know, so.
4: Yeah, well, in, in another interesting piece is uh, they're not calling the school and saying, hey, you know, my daughter and broke up with her boyfriend, so she doesn't want to go to the school anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's
3: different the way um, talk exactly right. That's a good
0: one. No, I, I'm not that. I, I actually had a
3: friend of mine try that. <laughs> oh, yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I'm sick. I'm, and yeah, they
3: just say no. You're
0: right. Yeah. Sorry,
4: and we're gonna send the you know the officer or whatever. So it, it's just um, somehow in people's minds, you know, uh, being involved in church is an option, um, and it just never was with my growing up. It's not in my family. Mm-hmm. I have a 21 year old, 18 year old, 14 year old, 13 year old. Um, and, you know, we've just never had, um, you know, we've had a common, you know, I'm going to sleep in, but we've never had like,
1: a, you know, I don't want to go. We, well, there's not, it's just not an option. It's not talked about. No, we just,
0: yeah. It's, it's not like, hey, do you right. want
1: to go? It's like, hey, truck's leaving in four minutes. Mm-hmm. Get your shoes on. And that's how I do it, but. Being the lady in the
0: room, Rochelle, how do you, how do you feel about this subject? You, you see it from peer to junior high to high school. What are, what are some of your, your, your ideas about this?
2: Yeah, th- there definitely are differences, you know, coming from children's ministry to to peer to junior high to high school, different dynamics there. But if I I grew up in the '80s, I grew up with a youth director as a dad, and so you know, church was what we did. It was the culture of our family life. Was your and,
3: youth director Kenny Loggins? Um,
2: he kind of looked like that. Yeah, that was <laughs> my dad. All so I imagine a while. '80s youth
3: pastors to be. Um,
2: yeah. So. And I had the flip side where they used youth group in church as leverage for if I got in trouble, I wasn't going to church because oh, oh, oh. I liked yeah. going to church. Well, and I liked the boys that were going to church too, so sure. they knew that my priorities, you know, sometimes went. So did Mike. Um, the other <laughs> direction, you know, so they know parents, you know, we're we're pretty smart, you know. In the parental realm. <laughs> and it all comes back to us at some point. Now so, on the other
1: side, it's amazing exactly. how we figure
3: out. How- go ahead. I experienced the opposite. It was funny. I always wanted to go to church, and I would have those moments where I'd be fighting my parents on it,
2: where like, it, would please be, take me. it would be like,
3: hey, take me to church. No, we yeah. don't want to. Or my parents always came to the early service, but were late. And so, and that always drove me crazy because I was like, "If you're going to make the choice to go to go to the early service, but go late, <laughs> why not go to the late service? Like, True. what's compelling you to be ten minutes late to nine a.m. as opposed to our second service is at ten <laughs> Um yep. And it was frustrating because I I didn't like being late. I always liked being on time. Well, major departure from my life now. From <laughs> chronically fifteen minutes late to everything. Um, but, but it was weird because, you know, I'd have to fight the, well, parents don't want to go to church, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. and I, I you and know, ha- how, how can I encourage a seventh and eighth grader to come to Wednesday night? they someone has to give them a ride yeah you know, it, so yeah. we need the parent connection we I, need that extra i looked connection.
3: out. i looked out that my youth pastor at the time gave me a ride almost every uh every sunday morning yeah. he'd come at he'd come pick me up at six forty five in the morning and get church at seven you know yeah,
0: yeah that, that's a great point because i'm i'm the same way so i came to faith at Clovis hills i i'd never uh we don't come from a church family we come from a family that like doesn't do church at all and so uh I, if I wanted to come to church, I had to come at, at 5.30 in the, in the a.m., which I haven't woken up since then, to wake up. But uh, we That's were why you became
4: a youth pastor. Yeah, dude,
0: we were still doing the church plant. Clovis Hills didn't even have a building yet. And if I missed a Sunday, I had leaders calling me. I had leaders texting me. I had them worried about me, like what's going on. Um, so there definitely was that built-in value of this is our kid. Um, mm-hmm. But on the opposite side of it, dude, we also feel it too as well. There's those kids that we spend a ton of time with, and for some reason, they just all of a sudden drop They ghost out.
3: you. Yeah. Right?
0: They ghost yeah. you. And it's usually your favorite one, too, right? Like, you're <laughs> like, I absolutely love this kid. I'm going to I'm gonna spend some time with him or her, and then all of a sudden they just dip. How does that make you guys feel? How, how do we feel as a group of uh, youth ministry people taking care of that, you know?
4: Well, yeah, that sucks. I, I do want to make a point about the last piece, though. Everybody sitting around this table saying, yeah, we went, we were made to go, whatever, and... I don't know how old they were. I'm 47. I'm still here. Yep. So that's got to matter for something. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's got to matter for students. There's a foundation I mean, that's yeah, been yeah, laid hey, at some doesn't, point. It doesn't mean that I didn't have my rough high school days and all that sort of stuff. But we're, I'm here.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's so,
1: interesting. Some of the the kids I grew up with, I would I would always be the kid that listened to the parental conversations, and I remember one mom specifically saying how strict my parents were on me. They weren't that strict. I just had morals. And so when they were watching a movie (laughs) and we're in seventh or eighth grade and it was kind of a movie I shouldn't watch. I just left the room. And then, you know, later on down the years, not a single one of her kids is still in church, not one. And once they got to seventh grade, they had the option. And I'm like, well, it's interesting because now I see Facebook, Instagram and things complaining sure, and wondering how do I get my boys back in church now? And
4: yeah. Ooh, you just it. It might take, take them. Too late. Enjoy that
1: mess. <laughs> you know now that now we're they're in their 30s yes. and it's like yeah,
2: oh absolutely yeah we're all
1: still here and we all win as kids yep. so yeah yeah it
4: matters.
2: Families do have to create the culture you mm-hmm. know and and their priorities of the family shows in in what they put number one you know and we do we know that we live in a sports oriented area here in the mm-hmm. valley and yeah. that is a high, of high value and so if I look at the peer kids i'm blessed right now because a lot of our kids want to be there they want to come um, which is a blessing for sure but we do have those kids that you know it's like mountains and valleys they're on it and then they're gone for a little bit they're on it and then they're gone for a little bit and usually it's it's seasonal it's depending on what sport is going on what dance program what you know whatever and you know the flu seasonal hit so then you know 10 year kids are out with perpetual you know flu symptoms for a season and so it's it's generally circumstantial things it's not necessarily personal choice things cuz you know they have to get here by a vehicle somehow so it's either a neighbor a grandma an aunt someone is bringing them unless something happens in their life where they can no longer bring them and and we've had that, kids that have been coming consistently and something happens with the, the ride, the family member or something, or there's a move and you just don't see them again. We have a couple kids in the system um, yeah. that, unfortunately, we were making huge strides with them. God was doing some big things and they up and had to get taken out of their home. And now they're, you know, they're in another place in Fresno or they're up in Sacramento or, you know, and you just lose touch and you can never contact them again. And those are... Those are hard scenarios, so um, a little different once you get into junior high and high school for certain things, but...
3: what, what What's what's fun is I notice, not fun, um, I, that was the wrong word. I meant really lame and terrible. Um, you know, I don't, I'd have a lot of students who you think they're going solid, mm-hmm. you know, they're coming every week, they're, you know, participating in Bible study, they're going on mission trip, um, they're you know they're going to camp they're making commitments to be there every week whenever they can um and then i watch them graduate and or get closer to graduation and they they're just, just gone they're just gone you yeah. know uh, you know i i ran into a i ran into a kid who uh you know it, this is about this is about a year and a half ago i ran into somebody who i like i don't baptize and i watched them uh you know i watched them go from being the only believer in their family to they're still the only believer in their family, but... Um, well, they were. Um, come, came from, like, a Buddhist background of, like... Um, parents were really bummed that he was coming with us to church every week. Like, he'd have to sneak to church from time to time because his parents like, you're not going there. Um, and, you know, all of a sudden... um <laughs> just mean mugging. All of a sudden, you know, we they'd get to the end of a... Um, you know, they get they get toward the end of the high school and just be like, You know what? I think now out of all times I'm gonna to decide to start partying Or I you know, I ran into a I ran into a kid once. Funny enough, it was during a weird period of my life, I ran into this kid at a party and they were just not doing so well. And I was like, well, how did you get from where you were to where you are now? He's like, I don't think I believe in God anymore and I'm like You you don't think you believe in God or you just don't wanna you don't wanna live like it? Because how are you discounting these experiences you had, you know? And I think that's the tough part for me is when, you know, by all accounts, things look good, and then they just change their mind, it feels like.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I've become closer and closer over the last year and a half, my, my 10 years of a youth pastor, right? I think I've become closer and closer to be able to sit there and say, you know what? I just, as a, as a pastor, I just want to be able to try to set the foundation for them so when they burn the house down, We're able to see them come back, right? When I burnt my house down a couple times, each time I came back here, you know, I came back home and I said, "How do we look at that?" Um, And and the crazy part is, is a lot of times parents don't realize we only have. If I if I count out the amount of time that I really have with a student, I have two hours on a Wednesday night, and I maybe have two hours on a Sunday.
4: And you don't have split with ninety kids. Yeah, Yeah. split with ninety kids,
0: and and so we have. We have, you know, we have a total of four hours a if week.
3: 200 hours a year, roughly. Maybe. Max. I'm just like, That's max. Yeah.
0: If this is the only Jesus that they're getting, I'm, th- I'm thinking about... That's like know, 10 days. I'm thinking about 14-year-old Derek. I'm not opening my Bible. I'm super dyslexic at that time. Amen to iPhone, right? But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still super dyslexic. But what <laughs> happens is is I'm barely opening my, my Bible, I'm barely studying it. I'm barely doing those things unless I'm being spoon-fed at church. That's right.
3: I think we're going to take a quick break here. Um, but When we come back, let's talk about how, um, the, how we create those avenues. Sweet. I think that'll be a good time. This is a perfect time to cut. So You've been listening to uh, Chasing Mavericks with Clovis Aziz. Welcome
0: back to Chasing Mavericks. Oh, oh man, oh, just for that's oh. <laughs> So the big question is right now: What can your students do to stay in church? Right? Um, I think that's kind of what we were asking as we were leaving the break. And so uh, I'm just gonna audible straight over to um, to, to Rochelle. What can your students do? Being P four, five, six, being in those grades uh, grades to uh, to stay in church.
2: Um, I mean, a simple thing that they could do is keep each other encouraged to show up to church, you know, Too, um, in their conversations in school, you know, cause we have a lot of kids attending the same school. They need to kind of hold each other accountable and encourage each other and, you know, get rides together, that kind of thing. Um, but some of it's outside of their control. So we just need to encourage parents to continue to make church priority number one, um, as much as possible or, um. Just uh, see the need for um, the friendships to stay connected, and for them to have that social um, social group. Um, I mean, something that I could have said in the last little segment, though. We do have a lot of um, single parents, and so what what throws it off? You got visitation, custody battles. You got. You know scheduling issues back and forth, so the kids might desperately want to come, but they just can't, so you know, on one hand, I'm like parents
0: bring back church buses, you know, let's just bus <laughs> yeah. them all in every week. you know yeah. what I mean,
2: but really, parents just need to see the um the benefit of keeping their kids plugged in um and then they have to see the parent and the their perspective of keeping themselves plugged in. If the parents have community, I think the kids will have community. So um, yeah. yeah, I don't know.
4: That's a great point. I mean if the parents are connected, students are gonna gonna have the best opportunity to get connected no doubt. I, yeah. I mean,
1: we've we've tried to create the family Wednesday, you know, here at Clovis Hills at least where there's men's groups, there's women's groups, there's couples groups, there's stuff for kids from kindergarten all the way through twelfth grade. Um, and even if that just means, hey, mom and dad, go out on a date night, drop your kids off, please. We'll take care of them. Um, I think what's difficult when our churches. I don't know if we'll take bigger. care of them, but they'll be here, they'll be here okay. for two hours. They'll be here for two <laughs> hours. drop them on for two hours and go get a Chipotle taco or something. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing that I've found, I've been at small churches, I've been at big churches doing ministry for, I don't know, almost 20 years. And the thing that the small churches wish is that they could do programs, programs, programs. And we get over-programmed at the big churches and lose the relationship. And so I think our goal needs to be is to create the culture within the big church on how do we get small. And I know we're trying to do our best. We have small groups in Pier 456 on Wednesdays. We're doing small group breakouts in junior high, Sunday night small groups with high school. And those are the kids that we see coming every week in high school are the ones that are showing up on Sunday nights, creating that additional community. But it, it's just a tough one. I think, Derek, this year when we did our series on First Timothy four twelve about being an example, if our kids are showing their parents I'm way better this year than I was last year at this time, they're gonna wanna send their kids, you know? And so if we keep encouraging yeah, that's that, a great point. about them being the example to the church, to their parents, to everyone around them. You know, I'd want to take my kid if I saw some positives from it. So,
0: Kevin, what do you think in your like million years of experience? Um, what, how, what, what do you think are some of the things that are foundational for a student to stay connected to church?
4: I think number one, uh, we can't over program mm-hmm.
0: um,
4: because they, we've already mentioned they're busy, they have sports, they have different things going on. So, I think we have to do the very best uh, we can do with um, the few touches we get a week. Um, and, um, and that's why, you know, small group leaders and, you know, we as, as paid staff and things, you know, we just, we have to be on like, there's no bad nights. We don't get them. Nope. Um, because, uh, their bad night going home is far worse than our bad night.
1: That's right. You know, kind
4: of thing. So, Mm uh, so we don't over program. Um, we do everything for us. It's Wednesday night, uh, worship time, uh, you know, worship message, and small groups all on Wednesday night. Um, we cut our Sunday services. Um, we, you know, got uh, a, a large group of our students serving in the church in all different capacities. Um, we definitely have had some that that you know that were literally coming you know on the relational side Sunday, of you know they're just coming with friends or you know kind of thing or parents yeah. made them that uh, you know they don't they don't plug in. And that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So we definitely, it's not like we've had, you know, 100% success or anything. But part of my thing was students are graduating high school, uh, whether they even stick around long enough. They go away to college and they're like, I can't find a North Point, Close Hills, whatever. What they're really saying is, I can't find a youth group, which they shouldn't because they're in college now. Yeah. mm -hmm. Right. But they don't know how to be a part of the church. Preach. Right. So that was part of my thing is like another service just to hear me teach.
1: Right again.
4: Yeah. uh, To sing a few more songs, we can do that with our adults. And so for the parents that then complain, it's like, but you're the same parent that you're. You know, you have your kid in AP classes, but you you think they can't get something out of this message with our adult pastor? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, we
1: you know several years ago, Pastor Sean here at Clovis Hills did the same. Like, we're losing these kids. Let's. Create that community on a normal Sunday morning service. So our high schoolers are doing a lot of that, attending a service, serving in another service. Well, and I remember getting, a, I remember getting a complaint card one Sunday.
3: It was after we had a, we did our family ministry Sunday explain, uh, which we do once a once a year, where all of the family pastors get together and talk on Sunday morning about why, like what's going on in our ministry. And I remember we did this, and um, we talked about making this change of not doing high school Sunday morning services and why we were doing it and what the effect was and doing growth groups on Sunday evenings and all that. And, um, I remember seeing a complaint card because as a tech guy, I read all of them on Sundays because it was probably my favorite thing to do. <laughs> most, of,
4: most of them were at
3: you. Yeah, yeah. Too uh, loud. Well no play. He's the, been the, in this game for a while. Yeah. Well, the side note is <sighs> I had my anonymous wall of shame. If they didn't write their name on it, we had a bulletin yes. board in the office <laughs> I that I we kept them that. on. And Sean and I read them right. in front of the church out loud to uh, shame them at one point. But you yes. know, I saw <laughs> yeah, I saw an anonymous card once. And it said, um, "I can't believe you've gotten rid of the youth group. Um, not our our kids are never going to come to church now. I thought this church cared about kids. Sad." And it's like, I'm "Of like, course, is this, we, I'm like, is this a is is this a genuine complaint or a Trump tweet here?" That's <laughs> how it read. And of course, we didn't get rid of midweek. No, get rid of small groups. And it's like you missed the whole point. Yeah. Our point is <laughs> what th- I I recognized later on. Um, they had put their name somewhere, actually, on it. It wasn't anonymous. They wrote it. I recognized the person, and I knew who their student was. And their student, in four years, had never come to our youth group. So it wasn't yeah. like us getting rid of Sunday morning was getting rid of his spot. Right. He wasn't going to begin with. Right. right. Yeah.
4: And that's where most of the complaints come from, even for Sam. We see it. I mean, you guys suck in <laughs> still. Yeah. That's yeah. you
0: know. <laughs> how it works. So, so yeah, I do think there's a couple, like beneficial things though if parents are looking out or if other ministry leaders are looking out at things that we could do to get our students to stay um, one of the things I always love Sean says relationships and responsibilities get you to stay around I think yep. he stole that from somewhere else but um, I'll just quote him for that now those responsibilities are big yeah I yeah. noticed the kids that are serving on a Sunday morning or serving on a Wednesday I noticed that they stay around in church a lot longer we had a couple that I thought would drop out after high school and they're staying because the responsibilities kept them here And they had relationships beyond just. They bought in. Yeah, exactly. They have relationships beyond just a Sunday morning. Um, A couple other things I think, too, is Bible studies are crucial. I hate to be old school about it and new school about it, but Bible studies are absolutely crucial for a student's faith. Um, I notice my kids that stay in Bible studies tend to stay around because they already know what's going on. Um, and then uh, the the last one is is the one on one mentorship. Mm-hmm. I find that helps out a lot when they have when you have certain students that are being poured into. And then on top of it, when they graduate high school, it's almost like those people that poured into them. It's like a badge of honor to see them coming around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it almost makes the body of Christ even healthier too as well. well most kids that do
4: get poured into uh, end up taking responsibility and serving somewhere too. Yep, mm-hmm. because that's the natural
0: yep. growth process. So yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh how many how many minutes do we have left, Dan? Got about five minutes here. So hmm. how about we do this? If there is a one thing that you could say to a parent right now to keep your kid involved in church, what would that
1: be? Alright, I'll start. Mm-hmm. So I feel blessed. I do have good kids so far. I don't know if I'm a good parent yet because they haven't grown up all the way. But having two That's what know, my dad said style. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I got elementary so I've got a kid in all three ministries I've got two in high school, one in junior high, one in fifth grade and they just love coming and what are the reasons why they love coming They have friends they've built relationships they've invited friends from school mm-hmm. um, and they're always here for a reason but more so than anything I remember our first time before I started working at Clovis Hills um, my son came with a friend and he specifically mentioned two leaders that were at junior high, one of them sitting in this room, Rochelle, and said, I got to go back. This guy, teacher, Doug, this lady, Rochelle, they're awesome. And so I think it's not just the relational with the kids. When I play cornhole with these kids, 20 kids come around and they want to make fun of me playing cornhole. And I think if we're creating the environment, they want to come back. And they're going to beg their parents. They're going to nag them to death. We are in a society, we're in a neighborhood where parents want to do everything for their kids mm-hmm. and they will work them to death for every sport, for everything. So if the kids really want to come, I think mostly the parents are going to find a way to bring them. And then for a parent like me too, I want to hear that you're actually listening to Bible verses, not just my stories of my life. And that we're actually having some small group time or whatever it may be. So we're trying to hit all the kids, crazy games, crazy games, Good, good speaking in the Bible, good small group time. And then you'll hit the different things that different parents may want, depending on, you know, how they were raised. So what I would just say is listen to your kids. If they're talking about their leader, my fifth grader loves his leader, Jeff. He just wants to see Jeff all the time. And he would never miss a Wednesday or Sunday because he wants to hang out with Jeff. And I think that's already started. So hopefully Jeff will stay. And he can be his leader in 6th grade And then maybe move up in 7th grade And then we're building these lifelong relationships
0: uh, How about you big guy how about, how about Kevin Sorry I was on my phone
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Typical student what's question again <laughs> I, just like, I just want to be like a student right? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, what page are we on uh, Wait, What, what? Oh, I was texting my mom Um <laughs> What, what, what is the question? What would you say to a parent? Uh, what do I say to a parent about keeping their kid involved? Yeah. Uh, greatest thing, greatest gift you could give them. Absolutely greatest gift. Um, you know, better than all the, the video games and the vacations and, and the, you know, the cool shoes and all those things. Uh, it's the greatest opportunity you're ever going to give them um, for, for their entire life, uh, yep. not all the temporary pieces. So uh, this has buy-in for now, but it literally is a game-changer, a life-changer. Uh, Forever, and you can't, you just can't put a price. We've seen
1: both sides of it, right? Like, we've seen when it works, and we've seen when it doesn't. And we can say with years of experience, it works. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I know for mine, I'd say model it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, most of the kids I know who end up falling away, and the students I've mentored who've who've fallen away, um, most of them come from houses where their parents don't really care about church. Yep. They have nobody to model it. And it becomes harder for for those especially who maybe they're the first ones in their family to start following Jesus, because unless their family can get on board and make that jump with them, it is infinitely harder for them. Sure. You know, most. Mo- I would say most of the kids I know who have fallen away, there's a couple I know who have strong parents, but most of the ones I know, their parents don't care. You know, cool. their parents are not involved in church. Um either that or their parents go to church, but they're um you know they're they are sidelines you know we or you know i'd say also to parents get involved somehow you know yeah you uh if you want you you want your kid you want your kid to be invested in church, show it matters to you, and you know invest talk Talk to your youth pastors. Take your youth pastors out to lunch and talk about ministry. Support the ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give to the ministry, even, you know. <laughs> you like, could give us money. Breach!
0: Uh, <laughs> Breach! <laughs> well,
3: but but, but, but no, your kids will see, like, I can see knowing my parents, I see what is important to them. That's right. By where they spend their time and where they spend their
1: money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. what's interesting for those parents who did it all right and the kids fall away. I say give it some time, too, because, I mean, in Deuteronomy, it says train up a child in the way he should go. When he grows old, he will not depart from it. I have seen time and time again where when someone has fallen away, they they do their thing, they sow their wild oats. But when they have kids, they're like, I got to get my kids to church, and they can start the next generation. I've seen it, and I've seen it, and I've seen it. So don't lose hope. For those of you whose kids maybe you're like, I don't know what's going on. Don't lose hope and let us know if you're if you're feeling stuff at home please tell us like we we would love to know and love to help there's nothing better when you have a
0: parent that wants to partner with you I just had a parent call me this week and they they were complaining about their student not being in church and that they can 't always make it a church with their student, but they want their student to come, and so it was just really good. We, we reached out to him almost ASAP and said, "Hey, can we take you out to coffee? Can we take you out to lunch? We're able to do those I, I don't think there's anybody in this room or anybody in the city that's a youth pastor or in, in youth ministry that wouldn't do those kind of things. Yeah, um, I just, the body is just too well like that, you know um, the, the one thing that I was thinking about too is um, sometimes too, is it's okay. It's okay for them not to show up for a couple of weeks because high schoolers are emotional. Their junior hires are extremely emotional, and peer four or five student, six students are just like Crazy. Whatever, Crazy. Yeah, whatever you're giving to them <laughs> that moment, right? And so uh, what I would say is sometimes uh,
1: just give it a couple weeks. Give them a break. okay, too, Tell, tell them, saying, yeah. hey,
0: you know what? You have to go back, but you got a couple weeks to sit on the bench. Uh and don't make this normal, you know um, That's one of the things that I think about It took me, I remember, I, I broke up with this girl at My senior year of high school I was in the youth group Nobody forced me to go to church John Annen called me a couple weeks after that Said, okay, now it's time for you to come back It's gonna be uncomfortable You're gonna have to be uncomfortable with this This is what you get from dating Yep Right? Okay, I'm coming back And then, uh, on top of it, guys If, um, if it, Having parents that are available to, to pastors or calling us or texting us or saying, "Hey, can we meet? Can we talk?" It's a game changer. I really think it's a game changer. I think it's how we're able to know where we're at because, as ministry staff too, there's a lot of times where I'm doing stuff and I'm like, "I'm hoping this is helping the parent out. I'm hoping this is helping them at home." Yeah. But I have no clue because I don't know how their kids are when they go home. Yeah. You know. So um, you know, don't be afraid to tell us. Even we all
4: we're we're all flawed. You want to know some of your finest years coming up, huh. some of your little boys in your youth group. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Because because you 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 understand it different.
1: Yep. Uh, mm-hmm.
4: You understand. You know, I told my junior high going, to, yeah, I don't I don't know that that route you're going to take with all those students. You know, you crossing the tracks. I don't know. I probably would have been like, yeah, cross the tracks. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we right? go
0: for it. And all
4: of a sudden, my kids in junior high, and I'm like, I don't think we should cross the tracks. You know what I mean? <laughs> my point is, is I don't know how I didn't get fired. Before I had my own teenagers. Yeah. Oh, young youth. Right? We
1: thought I thought I was yeah. a great parent when oh, I had yeah. babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, and now Absolutely. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: So, you know, that that's the most rad time. You know, it's having your kids in your own youth group because it makes you a better pastor.
1: Yep. Bottom line. I had my seventh grade son rededicate his life this last night at, at youth group. Mm. And just some little things that's been bothering him. And I'm just like. I'm glad he felt like he could do that with yeah. me. And it was so cool. Yeah. We need to go to Rochelle because Rochelle is yeah, big on quiet. partnering with parents. <laughs> she's she's like the partner, parent, she usually She usually says the most like holy things, and then
0: we're like, well, how do we? Yeah. How and we're telling we, fart jokes. And, how do we recover from that <laughs> one? You but know? Rochelle
1: is huge on partnering with parents, and she has had such growth in her ministry here at Clovis Hills.
2: So yeah. what do you think? So – There was a couple things. You guys hit on some things that I was going to say anyway, so I just let you guys ramble on. Um, (laughs) But as far as parents' perspective that we're talking about, um, I would encourage parents, come talk to us. Um, We can only do so much. Um, Hopefully, we're not too scary that you can't come and ask us questions and... You know, I kind of hold the kids hostage for as long as possible so the parents do gather in my room. So I have an opportunity to see them and they have an opportunity to hear closing things. Um, and... Uh, I just really am passionate about trying to connect with them and letting them know that I'm a safe person for conversations and especially yeah. I do come from a divorce background so I do gravitate towards those parents that have been through the hard stuff And so I have recently just this week had a couple parents just say hey I know you went down this journey I'd like to have coffee with you sometime like that's the stuff that means the most to me yeah. um, and, and just being able to walk the journey with their kid, and it helps you see what's going on in the kids lives and things make a whole lot more Sense when you know they're messing around and you know you know there's some things going on there that you can you know guide a small group leader to to kind of get in there a little bit and it's a lot easier um, to love them right when you know Um, so gosh just. Ask us questions Email us We'll meet you for coffee Like we We want to We want to partner with you That's what it's about because there, I
1: can't promise I'll email you back And, <laughs> and <laughs> you'll understand it
2: though
0: True But I will call you <laughs> there back There you go
1: I'll probably email you back As Derek <laughs> True If everything's spelled right That means Dan sent the email Yeah <laughs> It's yeah. so uh, It's so true <laughs> that It's that so true so
2: but another thing too, um in, in just talking about this whole thing with kids not falling away or falling away or wherever they do go, but I do have to say there is something in youth ministry about being in it for the long haul. Um, there's a trend in youth ministry about moving to the next best thing, you know, the the gosh, the lifespan of a youth pastor is what, two to four years, two and something and a half like years that or something. in in any particular location. So I'm older um, as a youth
0: pastor already.
2: There you go. Whew. But There's something to be said about a kid that knows that you're going to be there. Yeah. You know, and regardless of what they're going through, if they're gone for a year, two months, or whatever, when they come back, you'll see them, you'll know them, you'll call them by name, you'll, you know, you can pick up maybe where you left off. But just being here consistently, um, you know, I've had the privilege now being here for six years, um, almost seven. So I've seen all the kids that are in high school ministry were with me in junior high when I was in junior high and then in starting the peer program. So to watch these kids grow and know that I'm just a familiar face that's been around aside from their family for sure. And, you know, we've watched families split up in this process of the last seven years. And so you've watched them navigate these journeys and things like that. But we're here to partner with families. We're not here to just have this separate entity aside from what yeah. you guys are doing in, in your own life outside these walls. So um yeah, just come, find us, walk the journey with us.
3: Sick. Well, hey, we're uh, we're wrapping this one up here. This has been a lot of fun.
0: It's yeah, this has been a time. good time. Uh, we, we don't have any sponsors yet except for uh, Fat Man's and Sons Boating Company, right? Yeah. Uh, they're taking on government. Boarding. Boarding Company. company. They're taking Fat on government Sons organizations everywhere. Uh, we have uh, Cali Express Bulldogs, and, uh, Panda Express, uh, Chipotle, and uh, Dan's,
1: company.
0: Dan's uh, Graphic Design.
1: Barbecue and, and Foot Massage.
0: <laughs> and foot massage. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us, and remember, uh, it is our goal to bridge the gap between you, your students, and other ministry uh, partners in this whole entire world. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, yeah. Derek. How
4: those manpons treating you? Oh, awesome.
2: <laughs> he's he's wearing the same thing.